Howdy friend, welcome to Homegrown, I'm your host R.P. Smith. The stairs have been sold and as my neighbor Daryl Nelson used to say, they didn't bring as much as we had hoped but that's about what we were expecting. I had stopped in at my mom's the other day and she'd been going through some papers and had a few interesting pieces that had been pinned by my neighbor Daryl. With the tight hay supply and lack of moisture around the country this past few years, it was good to read about the challenges of what too much moisture could bring. There's not really a title to this story, but for today we'll call it Decide for Yourself. Adolf Slurg told me this story. He lived over in Yellow Dog Canyon just off the west side of Rhino Table. Decide for yourself. 1951 was a mighty wet spring and summer, Adolf related. My first cut in alfalfa was real heavy. I got it mowed and raked it up with my old rumly side delivery rake. Them old rakes kind of roped the hay and it got twisted worse every time you turned it. And what with all the rain that spring, I think I turned that hay eight times trying to get it dried out. Some of the old timers said that was a record for this part of the country. Adolph bit off a chew and continued with his story. That rope hay was a darn problem. The baler would pull that rope in from way over the hill. But I did learn how I could turn the front wheels over on top of the windrow. Just then the baler would pull that rope apart. Adolph stooped down and picked up a twig and while breaking off small pieces and flipping them away with his thumb, he went on. I no more and got started bailing when it rained again, and so of course I had to hook up the rake and turn it the next afternoon, making nine times all told. Well, sir, I tried bailing again about five o'clock, and something happened, and I needed to clear out the baler, so I cramped the front wheels over on the windrow, but I had plumb forgot about that ninth raking, and that last raking had put the finishing touches on that big long hay rope, and it was so darn strong the baler couldn't break it. About that time a gust of wind flipped, and a double half hitch of that rope hay went around the front axle of the tractor, just as pretty as you please. I felt the front end of that tractor sliding, jerky, but steady, back towards the baler. So just in the nick of time, I jumped. But I had to walk back to the house, and I had a heck of a time explaining to Hanner what happened to the tractor. Gloomily, Adolph sighed and concluded his sad tale. It was pretty obvious the last few bales to come out before the baler expired had way too much iron in them to feed to the cows, and we knew that a normal bale should weigh just about 70 pounds. So we started weighing them to determine the iron content. The one still in the bale chamber weighed 612 pounds. The next one had a little more hay, and it was just over 319. The third, 185, then 110, then 84, 
76, 72, and an even 70. So we thought from there on back the hay would be all right. We sold the heaviest ones for scrap iron. But we should have gone back further because the bull apparently swallowed the valve timing gear which somehow got intermeshed with the timing of his four stomachs and threw him so bad out of time that he backfired all winter. Eventually, he set fire to the barn on a cold night. All I ever found of that bull was a little pile of scrap iron. Well, there you have a little bit of Custer County history from my good old neighbor Daryl Nelson. Thanks, Daryl, and thank you for riding along on Homegrown this morning. Hoping that the Lord blesses you real good today and that our happy trails cross again soon. I'm R.P. Smith. <laughs>